Welcome to this week's podcast. It's Badger and Tara. Um, now, we've got a couple of questions here. We're going to be sorting out fussy eaters shortly. We're also looking forward to, I dare I say, the word Christmas. Yay, we can say it. You can say it. Yes. The little black dress diet. Um, we are also going to be talking about what you pop on your toast instead of butter. And um, and also how to keep within the weight range for the height. Now, this is something a lot of people have uh, asked us about in the past. Um, and that's because there's a little bit of a, a weird anomaly, isn't there, with calorie counting and how many calories we eat considering height, weight, mm. width, that kind of thing. Mm. But first of all, let's go back to the butter thing. Ellie says, what do you recommend as a butter or spread to go on toast or sandwiches, etc., for the family? I guess confused whether to go for olive oil spread or reduced fat stuff or just proper butter. So do I. You're not alone, Ellie. Mm. Explain more. Well, I go for plain normal butter and the one that I pick up and I'm sure there's plenty of others that are similar to it but I get the Kerrygold one because mm. it comes from cows yes. that eat grass on a field yes. so that means it's <laughs> going to be a better quality then and you know what you've got to think about is um, this is like a real food source then isn't it it's yep. not something that's chemically man-made so it's real as with anything yes it's high in calories and saturated fats and we do know that these have a place in your diet you've just got to be mindful of how much you're using so a little spread of that if you were having toast like I do hope you're not having things like that every day for breakfast and sandwiches then mm. every day for lunch but you know I, I do also um have these things from time to time mm. and know that butter isn't just used on things like that. It can be used if you're going to make some scrambled eggs or to put on a rice cake or something. So a nice. A friend of mine used to work for a very well-known margarine producer. Mm -hmm. And he is a chemist. He doesn't do it anymore, but he is a chemist. And his initial project when he first started working there, as he was telling me, was to develop the right amount of chemicals so that they could get the margarine to melt in the mouth the same way that butter does. Mm. Scary. Or you could just have butter instead. Yeah. The polyunsaturates like... and stuff, they always trying to make out like it was very healthy, didn't they, originally? Yeah. When margarine came around initially. Yes. yeah. Um, but basically, it's a plastic fat. Yeah, like, isn't it something like two chemicals away from paint and plastic and things like that? Yeah, I mean, you know... Yes, in a very simplified form, yes, it is. Yeah. In a slightly more complicated form, no, Not it won't really. kill you. you yes. Don't paint the wall with it. We <laughs> and don't, don't need paint on your toes. Um, but also, you have to think about not just what it's doing to you, but what it's doing to the planet. Because, and I, I, you know, I've got to get on my high horse here, but palm oil, blimey, they deforest so much of our planet yeah. to make this stuff up. Just stay away from it. Go with butter. And you know what the great thing about butter is? It normally comes from not very far away. Yeah, absolutely. Like this one is, well, you can get Welsh ones. Yeah, Welsh um, butter is phenomenal. The, the Kerrygold one is Irish. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, in our house is Shirgar, but that's quite a salty butter, not for everybody's taste. Yeah. Uh, a lot of salt, obviously. You have to kind of counteract that yeah. with not again, adding salt. Again, look how much you use it. Oh, yeah, it's up, nothing. It? Yeah. Right, next question. I've only recently started listening. I'm loving your podcast. No, oh, thank you. Hey, thank Don't forget you. to rate us, okay? Mm. If you love us, rate us as five. If you hate us, rate us as five. <laughs> it's really inspiring, and it makes me think a bit more about what I do. The thing is, I struggle with food, what to eat and when. I'm a fussy eater, which makes the food choice difficult. I try to change my not-so-good eating habits, but find it difficult to keep at it. What would you advise, says Tracy? It was a fussy, I said. <laughs> 
I'm um, Fajr. <laughs> maybe you're looking for more than that. That's what Tara's here for. I say, don't be so fussy. Tara says, I totally understand that it can be difficult for some people to get their head around different food tastes and textures. Um, so, I mean, a lot of people will like some certain foods and call themselves fussy because there's a limited amount of food that they like Um, but you can definitely change your tastes I know so many people that change the foods that they eat that aren't uh, aren't fussy sorry will always say that the taste changes so you can do that and and if you really are that determined to change your ways and it really means that much to you you will persevere and do it because it's like with anything when you practice it so let's say for example now you didn't like something like cucumber I'm Mm -hmm. just picking that up so you know have a slice one day and then maybe in a couple of days time and slowly you'll be like do you know I actually quite like this like I used to be like it with olives and marmite mm. and now I like those um, so you, you can make yourself um, it's a habit and you've chosen to be this way but look at what the things are that mm, you do eat I don't know is it a habit or is it the fact I, I, I do wonder this I was watching something the other day eating healthy in the factory or whatever it was and there was a woman there and she was saying that actually we get desensitised to decent tasting food yeah. on account of the fact a lot of the time we buy prepackaged food yeah. and the essential ingredients in there are either high fat high sugar or high salt very which, palatable so you're not going to be in a position where you would actually be able to even taste cucumber most of the time it's like licking an old copper pipe because your taste buds aren't actually in a position where they can appreciate it and until you move away from this factory organised food Mm -hmm. you're probably not going to be in a position you're going to be able to taste the proper taste of the food are you? Yeah yeah. and and it is about your body's you know signals and responses completely changing but you have to make those changes to your choices Mm. so it's like being mindful of right well today now I'm not going to have toast for breakfast chicken nuggets and chips for lunch and whatever it is you know take away Um, because these foods these addictive takeaway foods like you say are high fat high sugar high sugar, high salt all of these things that send off those signals in your brain that make you want it even more so you do have to make a deliberate decision and actual um take actions to doing something to be mindful and mm. to really focus on today i'm just going to work on one meal and i'm going to make it my breakfast one so i'm not going to have i don't know some chocolatey, sugary kind of mm. cereal like I've usually been having. I'm going to try this healthy example that um, I've looked up or, you know, Tara and Badger have suggested, and I'm just going to work on breakfast. So at least then, if you're just having a healthy breakfast every day and that becomes, oh, this tastes nicer and better and I'm enjoying this, then you can start to work on your lunch. So just work on one meal time at a time because if you really do mean um, what you say, that you want to eat healthier and um, not be so fussy, then just don't overwhelm yourself by thinking, oh, now I've got to have ratatouille all of the time and, mm. you know, all of these types of things with vegetables and proteins and healthy fats and carbs and everything. It's just, you know, keep it simple and just focus on how can you improve your breakfast? And then when you think, you know, I'm, I'm kind of like getting used to this now, um, then how can you improve your lunch and how can you improve mm. your dinner and how can you improve your organisation around your food as well? And I think... The, the big thing for a lot of people, especially when it comes to kids, because kids' fussy eaters are a nightmare. Yeah. Our, our kids are, are, are fussy eaters. Uh, so much so, I, I keep the kids away from Auntie Fran because Auntie Fran does, eats very unhealthy foods and yeah. always says things like, oh, mushrooms. Ooh, ah, ooh, ooh. Um, but yeah. try to get them to appreciate the taste of it. Yeah. And do a little bit of an experiment. Don't be afraid to get the white coat on. A little bit of a weird thing, I know. But, you know, get the apron out. Get the kids to cut the food up. Absolutely. So cut up a pepper. 
Not a chilli pepper, not a boiling hot one, but a yeah. bell pepper. Cut up a pepper, cut it into a slice, make it into the shape of a teddy bear and say, right, OK, just as you would with the jelly baby, just bite off his head. A little bit sick, I know. <laughs> bite off his head. Tell me what it tastes like. And they will spend a little bit of time thinking about yeah. how they do that. Because a lot of the time, if you can get the kids to eat healthy, uh, it's much easier than it is to get, you know, the, the, as a family to be able to yes. introduce it. When you get into that thing of, right, I make this healthy food for me, but I make another health, an, an unhealthy food for them. So all of a sudden, you find yourself walking into the Café del Badger at five o'clock in the evening, and let's have a look at what's on the menu for tonight. No, yeah. we're all eating the same, same thing. thing. Okay, mm-hmm. let's get into the habit of actually yeah. tasting the food. Taste a carrot. Taste a pepper. Taste a grape. Yeah. See what they're like. Nuts are phenomenal. When you fancy chocolate... Just taste, actually take the time out to try and figure out, right, okay, instead of filling my face with calories here, yes. take a little bit of time over it, see what the difference is in flavour between an almond, between a walnut, uh, between pecan nuts, all that kind of stuff. And I, and I think you kind of educate, like you say, you educate your palate, don't yeah, you? Yeah, absolutely. Into learning the flavour. And so many people do eat food and don't pay any attention to it anyway. So yeah. it is about, you know, sit down and focus on it. Like, how easy is it to eat something and be scrolling on your phone or watching TV? And it's like, all of a sudden you're like, oh, that's all gone. Where did that go? I'm gutted. I yeah, didn't yeah. notice it was the last bite because you paid no attention to it whatsoever. So actually pay attention to your eating, isn't it? Next. Hi, Tara. I appreciate all of your shows. Thank you. Can you rate us at five, please? (laughs) I'd have kept within the weight range for my height. However, I would appreciate advice on what to snack on or drink as I'm getting a meal ready when I'm tired and hungry. Oh, that's a dangerous road to be walking down, Claire. That is a dangerous one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Making a meal while you're making a meal thing. Yeah, you eat a Because it's never a snack, is it? No, it's not. It's it's not even like a little, like if you were chopping a carrot, it's not like one or two of those, is it? It's like, I'm so starving. Food's going to take about half an hour if you haven't got your slow cooker and got your meals all prepped. Um, So what's in the fridge now? I know, I'm going to have a chunk of cheese and I'm going to put in this bread and butter beer. Nom, 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 while I'm doing this. And then it's like, oh, uh, and you go and get something else. And before you realise it, you've had a meal then you have your meal and this is like this can happen to a lot of people which if you can imagine the lifestyle everyone's busy everyone's like late getting up getting their kids ready for school everybody get out and then they don't have their breakfast Mm. they're in work coffee 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 maybe even work through lunch or something so loads of people are you spying on me through my phone again (laughs) I've told you about this before you've got to stop doing this going on Um, so people will go all day without eating and then by the time they do get home it's like I I'm so hungry. I feel as if um, my stomach is like... I need something now. So when you're like that, you have absolutely no willpower. That's all gone. And it is just get something in my mouth quickly uh, when you have your food. And um, and it's it's like when you start eating, it is like literally a continuous meal until bedtime then. So this is like something that you need to look at. What are you eating earlier on in the day to make sure you're not walking through the door saying, I'm starving, which, by the way, Deeks does all of the time, even though he takes food to work with him. Mm. Um, or like if you're not getting your dinner until till say 7, 7.30 and you've had your lunch at 1 plan to have some sort of mini meal or you know a substantial snack like something like a little bar is not going to help or, mm. or you know something that's really going to take the edge off your hunger and keep you going at about 4, 4.30 so that when it comes to evening time you are hungry but you're not so ravenous that you're completely reading the fridge and so take the time take to bread. do it as well a couple, mm. of, couple of hard boiled eggs cut in half yeah easy dress them up with a bit of salad bit of salad yeah, dressing nice. make it feel like it's a meal yeah and that does make a massive difference yeah absolutely and and it is something then that because like a lot of people will then they'll do that and they'll feel so guilty in their mind so 
you know, tell yourself that this is part of your plan, that you mm. need to have this mini meal or substantial snack to keep you going until dinner time, which prevents you then having the sugar cravings and whatever it is later on in the day. So something like you mentioned there now, like some hard bo- a hard-boiled egg on a rice cake or two is going to be, you know, it's got protein in there. It's going to be reasonably low in calories, but it's going to be quite filling mm. and it's quite big in your eyes, isn't it? So you spend, yeah, yeah, you've yeah. got value time eating that food then. Um, so you know in your mind that you've had the whole experience of eating and when it comes to like 7, 7.30 for dinner time, you should be hungry but not completely like throwing everything um, out the window with your choices. Send your questions to taraham.com or email us via thewave.co.uk. Thank you.